0: Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor VanillaSoft. With your host, Daryl Prale. Join us each week as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales. And sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Let's get started. Hey, Daryl.
1: We are back for another episode of Inside Inside Sales. How is everybody doing today? Me? Thanks for asking. I'm doing well. Why am I doing well? I'm glad you asked. I'm doing well because you know what? It's summer sunshine has arrived it's going to be a long weekend for me i'm recording this on a friday so really all the stands between me and time away from the daily grind that we do here in sales is this fine recording now normally it'd be like how can i get through this recording really fast so i can get to that outcome but this one is not this one's not because i am being joined you know sometimes i like to build up but i'm just going right to it in this one I'm being joined today by Larry Levine. And before I let him talk, because boy, can he talk, I wanna talk a little bit about Larry. Candidly, if you guys are not following Larry, hey, that's cool. Somehow you've been off social media for forever. This man is prolific. He's a best-selling author. You might know his book, Selling from the Heart. It seems every conference I go to, whether it be Unbound or Enterprise Sales Forum or whatever it might be, they're dropping his name and his book everywhere. You know, when you got the four horsemen of the sales arena promoting you nonstop, it's a good thing that says you might be on to something. Beyond that, what I like about Larry is that he's candid. He's blunt, calls it as it is. I have a lot of time for those people because I don't want to uh get distracted by I don't want to call it political correctness, but let's just call it just the whole veneer of dodging around something we don't want to speak to because it might be sensitive. You're an adult, I'm an adult. Let's not be disparaging, let's not be racist, let's not be Unethical. Let's use our integrity, but let's just speak the truth. Larry's that he and I see eye to eye on many things. Now, with that said, we don't always recently he did a post and, and I busted him a little bit. And what I loved about Larry was granted, he didn't acknowledge my busting him. He so saw it doesn't mean I'm right or I'm wrong, but he responded and accepted and embraced my response and my position. That's what a healthy conversation is about. So in other words, nothing about Larry is fake. Yet, so many people in the sales arena in the course of doing what they do every single day are exuding this this image, this this symptom of fakeness. And guys and gals, if you're doing that, it ain't working for you. You know, I don't know why you're doing it, it ain't working for you. I have asked Larry to join me because he is Mr. Selling from the Heart, sellingfromtheheart.net, if I recall. And we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about not being fake. You may think you're being sincere. We're going to talk about what you're doing that might come across as fake. I always think of, uh you might be a redneck if, right? You know, you might be fake if we're going to have those conversations. We're going to talk about what it means to you, talk about how the buyer perceives it, talk about what you could do to avoid it. Basically, we're going to help make you, if we do this right, a little more self-aware of your approach to selling, not just you, but your colleagues as well, so that you can help and support one another when we're done this show than perhaps you were when we started this show. Larry,
2: my friend, welcome to the show. What's happening? Boy, you know what? I was sitting here just, I had a smile because I'm like going, okay, Daryl, keep it going, keep it going. So I guess that 100 bucks I threw your way actually it, did some good.
1: And it was 100 American, so when you do the Canadian exchange, no. like that's got to be like $1,000. So I am going to have a pop or two this week and all on you. So I hope I did that right. Thank you so
2: much. I appreciate all the nice words.
1: You know, I, I call it as it is. And what I said about you is 100% true. There's nothing nice. Of, I wish it was, but it was not fake. It was genuine. With that said Larry, let's kind of get into a little bit. Let's talk about the whole premise of fake. I know when you and I were talking about what we wanted to talk about, one uh-huh. of the things that jumped out really quickly was just the fakeness that we're seeing. You, I know you use it. You drop the term empty suit. There's other terms we're going to drop about. But I got to talk about, it. I know this is a passionate thing for you. So let's just jump it right into it. What about this was a trigger that we want to talk about it
2: today for you? I'll go back to my career in sales. And I always bust the sales channel that, that I came out of. And I came out of the most prehistoric, dysfunctional, laggard sales channel that probably ever existed. And that's the copier channel. The reason why I say it, and it provided well for me and my family and so forth. And I had a great time in it and I learned a lot. But what I did learn was that lack of trust runs rampant. And, and I could say that probably in any sales channel. But what I found out was there was a lot of broken promises, a lot of broken dreams, a lot of sales turnover, a lot of just, I'll call it corporate fakeness and sales fakeness. And, you know, and I write about it in my book is I said, so many people that I saw that led with their wallet, and they didn't lead with their heart. And I saw all kinds of bad things started happening when you put yourself first, and you put your commission first, people started to sense it. And I always say people can smell sincerity, but they can smell insincerity just as fast. And I started picking up on that like 20, 25 years ago. And I just started asking, Daryl, and, and, and this is where I started picking up on it is, um, you know me through social and so forth. And I don't mind asking questions and because I'm curious and I would always go back to my clients and ask them for help. And I'd say, Hey, what do you really crave with a salesperson? And I just started taking notes, whether that be on paper, whether that be mental notes. And what was interesting is they just wanted somebody who cared and they wanted somebody who was just there for them. And this stuff's not complicated. And I go, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I just started asking clients and and future clients, what all do you want in a salesperson? And I started packages all together and I just re-delivered it. And, and that's what I'm trying to get through to people is, you know what? You don't have to be somebody that you're not, right? Just be yourself. And that's why I'm calling it out, whether that be face-to-face or on social is, you know what? Let's just stop it, guys. And let's just be the best version of ourselves because fake doesn't work anymore, and that's why I'm just running with the term empty suit. I don't know if you know this, Larry. You might know this, but you're being so popular now
1: and so busy and social, and you don't have time for me. My first sales job was selling photocopiers for Harris Lanier. That was...
2: Uh, oh, know. my gosh. Yes. Wow. And I, my wow. story
1: is, you know, I, I had my 1984 Plymouth Voyager minivan stock full of units from the small unit i could do uh, you know little scans over on to the big ass full-fledged beast and i would uh, cruise the various industrial malls and walk door-to-door <laughs> in my fine you know young face fresh although cheap suit you know i love walking in like, for example the heating and cooling guys or the mechanics and then they have paperwork everywhere and they're looking personal hygiene may not be optimal for them, nor is their sure. personal skills. And you're sitting there trying to sell and you're trying to be fake to a degree, right? Hey, how are you? How's that going? Yeah, It was brutal. And you talk about going back every day at the end of the day, doing rounds and debriefing with a pit. So, you know, you, you leave in the morning, you come back in the night and, uh, and everybody's high fiving. And the thing of the fakery is it just doesn't extend to the buyer, and we're talking a bit about that. You know, what, what does the buyer want in in a relationship with the sales professional? It also extends to a lot of the dynamics amongst the sales team themselves. I would watch these people coming back, high fiving and great deals, and you know, basically slapping each other on the ass. And I'm like, well, I had a shitty day. How is it that I'm the only one here with a shitty day, and everybody else seems to be killing it? And you realize with time that they weren't killing it. They also had a shitty day. There's a lot of fakery going on. There, It's just that they were all exuding that, that empty suit, that persona of what they thought they're supposed to be. And, and man, it, it, it didn't work for me. I lasted less than a year in that industry because I just, I wasn't for me. It wasn't for me in so many ways.
2: Um, yeah. And I, and I always say, you know, faking it till you make it just doesn't work. And, I always said, you know what? It's too hard to pretend to be somebody you're not. So why don't you just be yourself? And the beauty of age is that you learn that. You know,
1: that's so easily said. And I, by the way, I agree. I give the same advice. Thousand percent agree. It's it's so hard to understand when you're 22, 23, 24, 25 years old. Like, what does that mean? Be myself. I don't know what that means. And then with age, you start to realize just who you are. You know, if you're the introvert, you're the introvert. Own it. If you're the extrovert, you're the extrovert. Own it. Whatever. Anyways, let me ask you this. For those listening, uh-huh. you might be fake if. What are some of the classic examples you see that will come across to the buyer as fake? <laughs> now, and for me, audience, listen, when he goes through these, I want you to be honest with yourself. So Remember, success starts with self-awareness, guys. Are you guilty, and in, in, no one's judging, of any of these things Larry's about to share with you? So you might be
2: fake sure. if. Can I flip this thing real quick? Do you care? I don't care. So I always say, I think the fakeness, we hide behind, and, and I'm gonna throw it out there. We hide behind our products and we hide behind our company and we hide behind our solutions and we hide behind our services because we don't know how to engage in a conversation. I always say you might be fake if you don't know how to drive a great business conversation. You might be fake if you pretend, and that's the key word is you pretend, that you know what you're talking about. Just stop and think about that one for a second, Daryl. How many people pretend? Most. I mean, most. most. And people smell that, right? So even to
1: build on what you're saying, like you said, you pretend to drive a real business conversations or you pretend to know what you're talking about. You, you made reference to you hiding behind your product. So that means you're simply asking questions that are 100% related to your features and your functions, not having context to how they actually matter or influence the individual you're talking to. Because all you know is your features and functions. You don't know anything about them, but you're trying to fake it. But they can smell that. I, I, I can smell a leading question a mile away. I can already guess what the answer is. I'm supposed to give based on the way you ask that question. Whereas a much more open-ended question, where I can kind of go anywhere. I don't know where this is going to go, but you want to know, so I'm going to give you some information. My assumption is you're listening to all the information I'm going to give you, and then you're probably going to ask more questions, and then eventually you're going to narrow in on how you specifically, might be able to help with one or two of my issues. That is not hiding behind your product. That is driving a real business conversation. But I'm going to guess that's what you're doing. I've seen it over and over again, especially somebody new to a job, new to a product, new to a service
2: in the last three, six months. They're just going on the training they took and that's it. Yeah. And here's what's interesting And getting back to this fakeness thing is I think a lot of the fakeness comes because you're insecure and you're not sure of yourself and so forth. So maybe it's not so much being fake. It's just that you lack some of the skills to sit down and effectively just have a normal conversation. That's one of the things that I keyed on a long time ago is I might not be the smartest whip out there, but I just kept it real. And there's too many of us that you know have sales conversations, and very few of us have human conversations. And I knew how to effectively balance both. And I think that's the missing link: is that you know we're hiding behind this sales persona so much that we forget at the end of all of this, it's just one human having another conversation with another human. So why not just keep it real? But so often, and it's just, and I'm I'm going to throw this at leadership and management. I would say, you know, your product of your culture. And I think a lot of the fakery or insincerity or empty suits that are running around, it's just people know no different because it's just the product of their environment.
1: You're right. And I know even Mark Hunter posted on that just last night on LinkedIn about how often we're, we're busting a sales rep and the reality is the sales rep is not necessarily on to blame because they're modeling their leadership and their leadership is themselves an empty suit or lacking the skills or lacking the culture or lacking the integrity therefore it's a cause and effect there there's a mirroring going on and you're right there's a lot to blame to put here both on the leadership as well as on the individual let me explain for both you And and even in the audience, this is a piece of advice I shared with my kids growing up, but it really came to bear. So I helped them through their, you know, high school years and part-time jobs and all that kind of stuff. But it really came to bear when they met their significant others and they were trying to establish a rapport with their eventual in-laws, if you will, and family. Uh, Because often, you know, the the father or the mother was intimidating and they, they didn't know how to connect. And I just reminded them, I said, here's what you do. You make the conversation about them it sounds stupid. It sounds you know like you're being fake for a second, but in fact, what you're doing is you're. I said people are comfortable talking about them, so I said just keep on asking them questions. And in the course of asking them questions, what do you do for a living? What does that mean? So how do you do that? So how do you do this? And you know, how can you help me understand this? I said you're actually developing a rapport. And they're going to open up, and that's going to present opportunities for you to explore further, and you're going to find common bonds. And it all comes down with stop worrying about you pitching, you trying to sell you, you trying to convince them that you could be a good son, daughter, in-law. Start with them. Show an interest. The rest will take care of itself. That's hilarious. My son, I know, for example, came back to me because he was really freaked out. He came back, and he goes, it worked. He goes, I know it works. He goes, but it's just a good reminder that it works.
2: And you bring up a really good point. And, um, and I always challenge the sales world on this. I said, Hey, listen, you know, that that's, us look at our personal lives. And you just, you just brought up a great example, Daryl. I said, Hey, I hope that in your personal life, you're sincere, you're genuine, you're bringing the best version of yourselves, right? Whether that be to your significant other, right? Or if you're dating or some something. I think most people would agree, and I know you would agree, Daryl, that you bring the best version of yourselves to your personal lives, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and I think everybody would. So I said, if that's the case... Then why you as a salesperson, the minute that you leave your house, you get in your car, you throw this sales beast hat on, and you become somebody else? And with that, we're going to go to
1: commercial, and then we'll answer the question. We'll be right back.
3: CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time, make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing-qualified leads into sales-qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com.
1: All right, how many of you are guilty of leaving the house And becoming a different persona. I will put my hand up. I mentioned I'm an introvert. I don't ever hide from that. At home, I am a (laughs) full-fledged introvert. Drives my wife nuts. But when I come (laughs) here, I'm like, hey, how are you? I'm talking to Larry Levine. I'm on video. I'm on calls. And I'm this guy. That's my work persona. But that's not who I am. Yeah.
2: Right? So I'm guilty of it, guys. yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think we all are, but, but you know what? I always tell people you get what you get with me. I am no different. I write about it in selling from the heart, sales, chaos and misalignment and so forth. And I learned a long time ago, it's hard to juggle multiple personalities. And I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that. But I go, you know what? You get what you get. And, and I do a lot of work. You know, I do a lot of community work. I do a lot of charity work in the city that I live in. And I am no different, Daryl than I am online, than I'm in speaking in front of people or working with sales teams. I'm no different. It's just, that's who I am. And I I think, was it hard in the beginning? Yes. But what I'm going to challenge and encourage people out there in the sales world is stop it, right? Just stop pretending to be somebody you're not. And I'm going to take this one step farther is, I remember this, I just wrote about it last week is this goes back to like 2006. Is it okay if I share a quick story? Yeah, no, that's what it all, it's all about, man. This is real real life. So, this goes back to like 2006, 2007. So I'm 54 years old right now. I would say I'm the biggest excuse remover that's out there because I'm like the tail end of the baby boomers. So when I started sales, there was no technology, there was no internet, there was no anything, right? The way we built relationships and changed the way people think was face-to-face and on the phone and that was it, dude. That, there was nothing else. About 2006, 2007, I hired a business coach. And that was the single best thing I ever did is because I was sitting in sales bullpens and I was listening to just bad sales training and bad sales advice. And I said, enough's enough. And I mentally disconnected and said, you know what? I got to go find somebody to help me because I'm sure not getting it here. And it was the best thing I did because that business coach that I hired gave me the single best life lesson that I ever got and I take it to heart. And I think this is where I've gotten to where I'm at today is this person helped me uncover who I really was. I became the best version of myself, but this was before I knew about LinkedIn and and all these social platforms is this person helped me build up who I was online. And he really shared with me, goes, Hey, you know, if you're doing a great job face-to-face, you need to show people that you need to do this online. And I learned how to smash what I do face-to-face and I learned how to smash it together online. And I told my story. And when people decided to do business with me or future clients, I drove them to find out more about me, the real version of me. And I just replicated it online. And that's where I'd urge a lot of people to really take a look at is how you're really portraying yourself face-to-face and how are you marrying that online? And it just so happened it took a business coach to help me do that 12, 13 years ago.
1: But what I'm hearing you say is, this is a big piece of advice to those listening. If you think you need to adopt a certain personality, a certain persona to be successful, if you doubt your abilities, you second guess yourself like a lot. If you kind of see the glass half empty as opposed to half full, what Larry did was he was self-aware. Remember we said self-aware? And he went and proactively sought out professionals who could help him develop his skills, overcome the issues that are preventing you from having a positive self-image, all that kind of stuff. The other thing he did was he was given permission to go and express himself. And I think what you need to understand is is when you do that, you need to partially accept that not everybody is going to like you and that's okay. Not everybody likes me. I get it. Same and same here, same, same here. here. I don't right? you know. And therefore I'm not going to worry about those people. Not that I I I disagree with them. If they don't like me, they don't like me and and I I don't even care why they don't like me. They just don't like me. They'll go find somebody they do like. That's cool. That's cool. But for those of you who, who do like me and keep coming back and continue the conversation with me, let's have that conversation. Let's be real. You know, part of it is just accepting that you can't be all things to all people, but you got to be yourself and you kind of got to have confidence to be yourself. So if you don't have the confidence or you really think you need to be something else, you know, seek advice of those who can help you out, just like Larry did. All right. My friend, they say 3% of salespeople are trusted, which means 97% of people are not trusted. What are some of the first things I can do? to establish my credibility, my lack of fakeness, because they say first impressions matter. So I finally talk to somebody or I engage with them. What can I do to start being perceived as genuine and believable and approachable and trustable?
2: I'd say the first thing is just show that you care. One, make it about them. The other thing is, this is where I throw it back on salespeople to do some homework, is get your clients and your friends and some key people that you know to start sharing what it's like to do business with you. And I I challenge the status quo on this a little bit, Daryl. If we know how well we take care of our clients, then let's start showing it. Start positioning ourselves with insight. Start educating. Start making it about them. Position yourself as that subject matter expert by understanding the value that you bring showing the value that you bring sharing a great story that aligns to their issues and challenges and reference the heck out of testimonials and recommendations
1: so let me repeat what he said but in a different way because he's a hundred percent right he said establish your credibility why you don't need to project this image you don't need to be fake you can be yourself because what people are going to do is they're going to check you out regardless. So let's say you you get really active on social, as an example, or you get busy contributing articles in various publications. You're sharing content. You're sharing advice. You're sharing lessons learned. You're part of the conversation. You invest time in making your profile look substantive and polished. They're going to go to LinkedIn as soon as they hear your name, and they're going to check you out, and they're going to make a judgment call right away that this individual appears savvy. They appear like they know what they're talking about. They will probably be able to give me uh, advice that I can benefit from. And you've said nothing. Let your work speak for itself. That will establish your credibility. You don't need to project fakeness to do that. You need to be yourself because what yourself does is it reaffirms that expertise that they've already granted you when they saw all the contributions you made. They are check you out. Know that. That's where you establish your credibility. And then the rest is all about exactly so that make it about them. So if I told my, my son, and it's what Larry just told us, you do that, you will have dynamic business conversations and you will connect. That's how you do it.
2: It's spot on, brilliant. I always share with people my secret sauce. My secret sauce that I used when I was in the sales world and my secret sauce when I stepped out of the sales world, and and just so everybody knows, I stepped out of the sales world three and a half years ago. I mean, I'm not too far removed from being where most everybody is right now, right in the sales world. But when I started doing what I'm doing now, Daryl, and it was just the beginning of 2016, there's not a soul who knew who Larry Levine was outside of my city and my market. I just live north of Los Angeles. California. But what I did is when I decided to do this and give back to the sales world, and I'm just a sales geek. I mean, I'm a nerd when it comes to sales, is I was proactive in how i leveraged myself, both face-to-face, online, how I smashed all this together. That was my secret sauce. So that when people like Daryl landed on my profile, I go, you know what? This guy knows what he's talking about. And that's what I'm gonna urge the sales world is you know what? Social's ingrained in what we do. It's not going away. How are you proactively leveraging this so that when somebody lands on your profile, they go, I get it, right? I get who Daryl is, or I get who Larry is. And there's not many salespeople that will commit to themselves so that they look good online. Folks, that was my secret sauce. And to build on that,
1: that was also exactly my story. That was my secret sauce. When I came to Vanilla Soft just less than two years ago, nobody knew who I was other than the marketing yeah. world, right? Sales world didn't know who I was, and I did the exact same thing and got the exact same results. It actually doesn't take time. You know, give yourself a year or more. Commit to it, and the rest will follow. With that said, Larry, if they wanted to learn more about you, they want to connect with you, obviously LinkedIn. Where else can they go to learn about you and your books
2: and, you, and all your services? You can go to sellingfromtheheart.net. And on sellingfromtheheart.net, you can find the Selling from the Heart podcast. By the way, you can find it on any of the major podcast apps. I podcast every single week at Selling from the Heart. You can find me on Instagram. And if you really want to get to know who Larry is, follow me on Instagram. It's Larry1Levine on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at the same name. You can find me all over LinkedIn. And you can reach out to me. And even if you wanted to send me email, you can send it at LLevine at sellingfromtheheart.net.
1: All right. So with that, folks, stop being fake. Just be you because we love you, man. We love who you are. We just want you to be successful. My name is Daryl Prail. This is another episode in the can. If you liked Inside Inside Sales, keep on sharing the love. Reviews, likes, shares are always appreciated. In the meantime, we shall see you again in one week's time. You guys take care. We'll talk to you soon.
0: You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by VanillaSoft.